I'd still say they were a tw- top 20 last year. Like, just because we played some bad games, I think we could be- go out and beat all these chumps that are lower. We just had higher expectations. We had a brand new coach. But I definitely think I think 20 is probably a fair assessment. You're listening to the Fox Den Sports Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Todd and his three sons, Kellen, Garrett, and Gannon. Welcome back to all of our friends, family, and even our foes to the Fox Den Sports Podcast, along with my three sons, Kellen, Garrett, and Gannon. I am Todd Fox. And we are really, really are happy that you're listening to our Fox and Sports podcast. And with today marking our 83rd episode, what player do you think of that wore the jersey number 83? Let's go with Mark Clayton. Oh, you wide receiver. I believe his time is with Sam Bradford or maybe earlier. I'm not really sure. I feel like I remember him playing. I feel like they overlapped slightly. Yeah, but uh, I remember him. No, he played with them in uh, St. Louis. That's where he yeah. played with them at. But yeah, uh, yeah. Mark Clayton, probably top 10 receiver in OU history from the yeah, rankings me. I see at least. But Someday we need to do a podcast like that, but not today. Who's next? I'm going to go Heath Miller. Uh, played for the Steelers, a couple Super Bowls, a couple Pro Bowls. Um, you know, solid tight end. I remember I, one of those I actually remember watching. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, we went to church with like his aunt. We did, at, yeah. In, in Iowa. Yeah. And she's very, what, uh, proud of them. Yeah. yeah. Never, never saw any proof, but, you know, which was. Well, hey, yeah. She had that one autographed card, though. Yeah, but didn't we? Uh, she yeah, they, oh, wait, she gave it to us, yeah. She had a huge jacket. It's, of course, I could have a huge Steelers jacket, too, but, yeah. She was nice, really nice. But yeah, no, I'm, I, I, I remember Heath Miller. He was like, he was a solid tight end. He's, a, he's like yeah. the definition of a tight end right there. Some yeah. would say uh, Pittsburgh Steelers Mountain Rushmore material. Who said that? Was Some that might you? say. Garrett no, said that. I, hey. Play it back because I didn't say it. <laughs> uh, hey, I would, I will definitely be hitting a link up in the top right corner right here. Uh, go ahead and click that. You'll be able to get, you know, booted right to where Gary said Ooh. Heath Miller on his Pittsburgh Steelers Mount Rushmore. Yeah, I remember that because we were all just like, I mean, Franco. And... He's like, I just I couldn't do four from one generation, so he chose Heath. Heath with, <laughs> <laughs> he's good. But... Dude, the Water Boy was. Pretty good too. Gannon, who you got? I'd go with uh Craig Smith, the only NBA player to ever wear number eighty three. Ah, Craig Smith. Oh yeah, who did he play for again? The Trailblazers. Who didn't he play for? <laughs> oh, is that all he played for? Is Trailblazers? Craig Smith. You're not talking about Craig Smith, the hockey player. Nope. Fantastic job, Gannon. I think of a guy by the name of Ted Hendricks. Played for the Oakland Raiders back in those. I mean, those guys were so good. They stink so bad. 
it's so sad that you guys don't remember them being really good. I mean, well, they're about to be. I hope so. But I'm just saying, though, they were, I mean, they were fantastic. And I mean, honestly, since you guys have been alive and or really started remembering football, I mean, they've stunk. Miami stunk. Cowboys have been probably average, you know, had some good years, but some, uh, some pretty, some pretty bad teams since you guys have been around. It's all about the quarterback. So we'll see. All right. Moving on. I know. A lot of stuff happened. Um, some of it happened today, even with OU. Garrett, you got some recruiting. I don't know about. I don't know how much. That's not breaking news or anything because it's been. It's happened. Uh, I don't know four four hours ago or so. But how's your mood today, Garrett? Well, headed into the weekend, it was great, and then about halfway through yesterday, it started. You know, simmering down a little bit. The uh, Number one defensive player in the country decided to verbally commit to Mizzou over Oklahoma and Georgia. Oklahoma was the thought to be the leader for probably 90% of his recruitment, to be honest. Yeah. And then something happened in the end that Williams Nwaniri decided to commit to uh Mizzou supposedly a couple weeks ago is whenever he told them he was going to go there. So not sure about that because I know from things I'm seeing and I've seen that he, you know, told OU that they're pretty much the guys. But anyways, better news is since our last episode, we did get a recruitment commit 2025 wide receiver Jaden Nickens who's a hometown guy plays in Millwood or plays at Millwood. And uh, he's, he's a solid receiver. I know Diego actually has to coach against him this year. He played against him last year too, but he set out that game, but no, he'll be a really solid player. He's the third receiver in that class alone. So we're definitely loaded on offense. Already have the quarterback position and three targets for him and about to be a tight end. That's flipping from Notre Dame as well. But Anyways, on the Winery side, huge uh, loss and disappointment. I know he was obviously getting fought for till the very end, which obviously, you know, Penn still hasn't hit, hit the paper yet. But when do they, yeah, when can they officially got... put it on ink to paper, De- like sign it? December. You know? Yeah. Cause I know they December is the, yeah, early signing day now. And yeah. granted, he doesn't have to sign then. No. Which if he doesn't, I mean, that's just news for another us, like yeah. three months. But in my eyes, I think it's still pretty wide open, whether that's us, Georgia, or whoever, mainly because if Mizzou has another year just as good as they did last year, that head yeah. coach is gone. So what's he going to do whenever his, you know, head coach gets fired? Now he has to build a new relationship or whatever. But yeah. Well, here's my thoughts. I know, and you guys all hear me say it all the time, until he's actually signed, free game. I mean, we've seen players both say they're going to OU and they don't, and then vice versa. I mean, Peyton Bowen, Bowen last year, it happens all the time. So I'm not concerned about that. The kind of concern I have, hypothetically, if he does go to Missouri, 
is OU lost out to two SEC schools. These are some teams that he's going to be playing against. So there's no way of knowing in my – he could say, hey, Georgia was second, just to make OU maybe – I don't – you know, maybe not – not that they would, but maybe not try to push hard, you know, if they knew that, hey, they were in the second place. I don't, I don't know. Who knows? Somebody may have told him just to say that. Maybe he wanted to say that just in case he – he does play this upcoming year, does really well. And to your point, the coach gets let go. And then Georgia, like, I mean, why would you not want to go to Georgia either? You know what I mean? So I don't know. I don't know for sure. And I'm obviously none of us do, but I just, the concerning piece to me is, is losing it to two SEC schools. Now, granted, he lives in, is it St. Louis? Yeah. Yeah. He lives in St. Louis. So I just, Missouri, I mean, really? He's getting a good NIL deal from what it sounds like. And do you want to go into to what you were saying that they get paid pretty quick? Is that right? Yeah, obviously we don't know the numbers, but the only really difference I believe is that he can start getting paid next month rather than waiting until he signs his letter of intent or, you know, steps on campus. So somebody asked him how big of a factor that played. He said it, he said it played a little bit, but it wasn't the main decider but also you know a lot of fans are saying oh he just fleeced mizzou because he can start getting money from him next month and then decide to go somewhere else later on could he do that really even like pay good i don't i i don't know i would imagine you have to give that money back if yeah. he did do that but i i have no idea but um who knows yeah no i mean because of that rule that Missouri has, I can definitely see some of these states, you know, changing some bills and to uh, follow that policy. So that way they can keep some in-state guys a lot easier. Sure. Gannon, Kellen, what are your guys' thoughts as far as like recruits and announcements and all that? What What are your thoughts? Any Any thoughts that you think of? Sometimes I wish uh, I I wish the re- announcements would just wait till it was literally done. You sign a paper as you announce it, because I I get tired of like I've seen on Twitter so many people flipping where they're committing this week. Right. None of it's relevant to us, but like just all these flips. Um, part of me I kind of like the idea of being able to get paid from an in-state school quicker. Yeah, if there's yeah. if there's consequences for like leaving after that, but like I think there's something nice about like really bringing in those in-state players. Now, granted, oh, yeah, a lot of Georgia has a lot of good players out here in high school. A lot of a lot of athletes out here, but like I think it would help entice people to kind of stay in their state, play for the local team. Now, granted, there'd be a lot of players we probably missed out on over the years. Um, oh yeah. If this sure. had if if all of this stuff had been around this whole time, but I I don't know. We'll see. I I just I don't. It's I don't see him sticking with Missouri. I think bet, worst case he's he's there for a year and he goes somewhere else to shine. I think Mizzou's never going to be anything. I've never known him to be anything. I've never even heard of a Mizzou fan until today on Twitter. They're apparently they're. OSU fans on steroids, except at least OSU has been relevant. Yeah, exactly. Um, I've never heard of people rooting for Mizzou until today. Can't spell Mizzou without OU, I also realized. Um, but they, uh, 
I just I think out of all the teams he was looking at, OU made the most sense. On one hand, Georgia, he'd probably go win a championship or two. Yeah. But you you wouldn't see him. You would see him. He's still going to be relevant, but he's going to have a stacked team around him. On OU, right. he'd stand out a little more, but he'd still get that spotlight. Still be relevant, but you'd see him carrying a team a little more. And, I mean, Venables is built for defense. It's not like he's going to go play for Lincoln Riley or something. like. Right. We'll see. It's it's disappointing, but like you can't get hung up on one player as much no. as I wanted him. And no. also, like it's it's his life. People that are gonna hate him now, like who cares? He's just maybe for all we know, maybe he wanted to play for a team that's closer to his family. Like he he's just a couple hours away, right? Like yeah, I don't know. know. It's crazy, but and like you said, until a pen hits the paper, until somebody, until they're on the the practice field, yeah, it's hard. And even then, you see people like Caleb Williams. Like you, it's hard to even hold on. It's hard to even like love a guy that much because you're like, you know, he could transfer after the end of the season, just just for the heck of it. No, I don't disagree at all. Yeah, going back to the point of choosing hypothetically like Georgia over Oklahoma and stuff. I think the big difference is you go to Georgia. You know, you pretty much know you're going to get developed well. But you're not. You're just going to be another piece in a very good defense at Oklahoma. That defense can be built around you, and you can be kind of the cornerstone or known as the cornerstone, especially making that transition yeah. into the SEC. But I mean, it does. It, yeah, it does suck that yeah. we lost out on him. It did help that over the last couple of days, it looked like we weren't going to get him because if it would have been something where we still were. Highly expected to, to get him. Yeah, then it would have been a shock. But um, no, I think I think I trust our coaching staff to kind of keep going at him and then kind of give one more maybe offer to him or whatever you want to say about it. Because we obviously didn't give up about like you mentioned Peyton Bowen until right. that thing literally because he he literally signed the letter of intent for Oregon, sent it in, but they filled it out incorrectly. And because we were still, you know, fighting for him, we got his commit and letter of intent, and now he's probably going to be, oh yeah, an amazing player for us. But yeah, on the other hand, you know, Missouri's put had more draft picks on the defensive line than Oklahoma has in the last decade. Which, really? Yeah, which is only three, but we've only had two. So, well, <laughs> how many not- has Venables had? Anybody? Well, that's what I was going to say. The main thing is that we had Stoops and Mo- Lincoln for majority of that. Now, if you go Brent Venables, I'd have to look up that stat. But he's got plenty. Shaq Lawson comes to mind. Well, that's yeah, that's just one. But, I mean, he's got plenty of defensive linemen in the NFL right now. And I think it's just we have to patiently wait until that kind of culture comes to OU to where we are getting those – defensive linemen finally drafted and defensive players and then also I mean offensive too because that's not going to stop but no I think it's just going to be a, a patient slow roller coaster but at the same time you can't be that slow headed into the SEC because all it takes is just that one bad first year and these recruits are going to start raising some eyebrows at the legitimacy of our uh, yeah. coaching staff so really quick, here's uh, Carlos Watkins, a defensive tackle with the Cardinals. Albert 
Huggins, defense tackle with the Falcons. Grady Jarrett, defense tackle with the Falcons as well. Which Grady Jarrett is one of the best in the NFL. Shaq Lawson, Deshaun Williams. Solid. There's five guys right there. Nose tackle, DJ Reader, defensive end, Miles Murphy. So there's seven so far that I've read off uh, for sure that were under Brent Venables and a couple of other defensive ends, uh, Brian, or I'm sorry, Austin Bryant for the 49ers and Cleveland Farrell. So there's, and another one, KJ Henry. So he's had 10. Yeah. 50, 57 total defensive players since 2000. And that's the thing is that as long as they got to win this year, which I have, I have confidence. I believe they're going to, and we could talk about that here in a minute about the poll, remind us to talk about the poll that just came out, but as long as he wins football games, then he's going to have that more of an opportunity to keep building. And that's the thing is the, the we've talked about it on this podcast before. the schedule breaks out in our opinion, long as, you know, we got the right pieces in place and everybody stays healthy in, in key positions. Cause you know, there's going to be some injuries. I look for at least eight wins for sure. I hate to say, you know, but I mean, that's like, to me, I don't even, I'll be honest with you. Here, here's my question. If somebody said, hey, they can go nine and three right now and make a decent bowl game, would you take it or would you roll the dice and go for go for better right now? I'd I'd probably roll the dice just because I'm confident. Yeah. I am. Because I'd roll the dice as well. Yeah. One, I think our schedule got easier from last year to this year. That's one. Two, our team got better. Yeah, they from did. obviously from what we see, I mean, there's no way to tell, but it it did. And then let not only our backup quarterbacks better, that's the biggest thing. And then three, we only lost we lost six of those games by less than you right. know one score. So right. if you put all those factors alone, I would add at least two to three games onto that record. So, I mean, obviously things can happen. We've seen us lose some games recently that we haven't lost or shouldn't have lost but i think one that was our previous head coach and then two that's venables in year one you know still trying to figure it out which i wish didn't have to happen but it does especially whenever you're at you know this highly touted of a program but uh yeah real quick outlook wise i mean there is another David Stone. I'm sure you guys. I've heard that. Know. What is the thoughts on him? Where he's headed? Yeah, I mean, oh you, but we've seen things happen before. His his biggest caveat is supposedly. I mean, this is a rumor. There's no confirmation on it that his parents also don't want him to go to OU. But uh, he's from Oklahoma City. Played here majority of his life, and then. Main other teams in it is Michigan State and uh, Miami, but Hurricane, yeah, which is there. That's probably the number two right now. Biggest yeah. thing was you just have to close out on this one because we have been probably his favorite for yeah. his whole high school. Like he's visited us more than any other school by a lot. But um, yeah, no, he's be he'd be a huge get too because he'd be an interior guy, interior defensive lineman rather than you know, edge rusher, which we need some. Yeah. We usually don't have the worst edge rushers. It's usually just the inside and for stopping the run and stopping everything. The running, so, yeah. Key, but then, key times. Yeah. And then also, uh, 
top three inside offensive linemen. We've started getting a lot of traction on from also from the same school as David Stone. And then Nigel Smith, he is a defensive end from Melissa, Melissa, Texas. He's kind of the same boat as David Stone. We've been heavily favored to get him for quite some time now. So he'd be huge. What what um, are the stars on these guys? Stone's the only five star pretty yeah. much remaining that we have a chance at. Gotcha. And I'm not, I mean, five star, three star, two star. I mean, I obviously want him to be higher, but that doesn't guarantee a squad either. What about Terry Boosie? Yeah, he's probably going A&M or Texas, I'd say. He, he came on a visit with us and he enjoyed it a lot, but. He's a he's from Texas, so he's probably going to stay home and go to one of those two big schools, mm. which is unfortunate. But interesting, yeah, it'll be. I'm excited. I'm not worried about the rankings. Uh, I'm not worried about where until these guys are there. I think these kids are going to get get coached well. I think the I said it before. I mean, the problem the offense was decent. Obviously, when we got Gabriel hurt. And and I'm you know I still don't think he's the um, the best quarterback we've ever had, but he's a solid quarterback, right? Here's the thing: we were ranked 122nd last year in defense. If we could get that up to say in the 40s this year, I think we're we're, we're in for a good for for a good season. Yeah, which is still not good for being a blue blood, if you point that out. But yeah, no, that be that would be a huge improvement. Yeah, for sure. Real quick, speaking on Gabriel, I didn't know this until a couple of days ago, but if he has like an okay year, he'll be a top 10 in passing yards in NCAA history. Really? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Let's talk about the rankings. I know the rankings just came out. Uh, we, we had the coaches poll last year, last year, last week. And this week, the the top, what is it, 25 came out. And for the first time since 2000, OU is ranked outside of the top 10. Uh, and the last time they were this low was the year 2000, which what happened in 2000? Does anybody remember? We won the national championship. That is correct. Garrett was born and we won a title. Well, who won? Yeah, you were, you were born first, right? So Which one was more special? Yeah, be uh, your little brother Gary. So, I feel like Gary'd swap places. I I would. Yeah. <laughs> Gary, Gary would give up his existence for, for another win this year. <laughs> he was he was a good little luck charm, good luck charm back then. Just, so I just need a bench near the stadium. That's all I need. But <laughs> any State. number one rank is Georgia. I wish, man. I I guess we could have had this up, but we don't. Michigan is number two which is interesting. Ohio State's three, Alabama four, LSU five. I'm telling you what, that's a team I think everybody's got to worry about is LSU. I think they're, even though they're five, I think they're, they may be the, they may be the SEC champs. USC six, Penn State seven, Florida State number eight, Clemson Tigers in at nine, and then Washington Huskies at 10. Then you got Texas Longhorns at 11, Tennessee Volunteers at 12, Notre Dame, at 13, Utah at 14, Oregon at 15, Kansas State at 16, TCU at 17, Oregon State at 18, 
Wisconsin at 19, OU at 20. Then rounding it out, 21's North Carolina. They've got Drake May, so that'll be interesting to see how that turns out. Ole Miss is at 22, Texas A&M 23, Tulane 24, and the Iowa Hawkeyes come in at 25. Is OU ranked 20 based on their name? Or are they 20? Is that a fair ranking? Because after last year, they were very good. But I, we all know, well, I should say we all know, but we have an idea that we think they're going to be pretty good, pretty well, better, obviously better this year. I'd still say they were a 20, top 20 last year. Like, just because we played some bad games, I think we could be, go out and beat all these chumps that are lower. We just had higher expectations. We had a brand new coach. But I definitely think I think 20 is probably a fair assessment. Yeah. Who's – go ahead. Go. I was just going to say, I, I like that. I think that's a perfect spot. I mean yeah, – I do too. Looking at those teams under us, I think they'd give us a, a challenge, to be honest, but I also think there's some teams ahead of us we could uh, not blow out by any means, but it'd be somewhat, you know, surefire win. But also, I just think there are some of these teams, a lot of these teams that are in that one-year phase that you won't see them for another, you know, three to four years. One being, you know, Washington, Utah, Oregon State, TCU, K-State even, like multiple of those teams, I think they're still, they're well, they're in that season where it's like all their veterans and everything is lining up for them to have a good run. Next year, they're just going to have to completely restart. But no, I think 20 is a really good spot for us. I like it, especially because it still shows that there's nationally not a lot of high hopes for us, which is usually when we struggle the most, so. You're uh, muted, I think, or maybe it's not Someone plugged in. I muted myself. Sorry. They oh uh, you. There's there's some teams on there. It's hard to say at this point if they are if there's anybody overhyped or overranked because we just don't know. There's teams out there I think that are always ranked higher than they should be. That's Notre Dame's one of them, and Michigan's one of them. I think those two are always ranked higher based on their name. I think OU has had that happen in the past where they've been higher ranked and they weren't as good. Obviously, uh, Alabama's going to be always going to be a threat. But I did, like I said a minute ago, the team I'm looking for, looking at is LSU. I think USC is going to be right there too. I think USC, LSU are two teams. I know we talked about last week. I think you said who, who would be the final four uh, teams in the playoff. I think LSU may be one of those teams. I think LSU may be in there, and Georgia and or Alabama, obviously one of those would be out. We'll see. It'll be it'll be very fun. Brian Kelly's a good coach, and he's going to turn that program around. And we're getting ready to have to play him quite a bit here very soon. I remember we played him when he was a Cincinnati, and he was tough in both the games that we played him. Gannon, any thoughts? On any of the uh, the college football? I know your mind's probably thinking, hey, I'm getting ready to go in how many days to – is it 10 days? Yeah, I think so. I don't know, nine. Nine days. He'll be headed to Europe. 14 countries, is that right? Mm-hmm. That's going to be interesting. 
very very interesting to go to and then you're you're way ahead of us on hours so the games will be on yeah i'll let you know the i'll let you know the results ahead of time yeah if you would that way we can put a good bet down before the game so before we before we find let let gary down easy every time oklahoma loses (laughs) yeah gary Last year, I remember, I can't remember what game it was. He was, man, who was that against? But he he was real ticked at the end. And I was just like, Cape State, I think. Yeah, I think it was. It was a night or night. We were walking back at night. And I was just like, it is what it is, man. I mean, they, dad shaking his head and Gary's mad. Yeah. You know. No, 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 no. Dad I'm just finally hit that age where he's just like, you know, doesn't really matter. But Oklahoma I'm, I'm, right, I'm right in my prime of just. I know. Golly, man, you know. I've, yeah, trust me, I've been there. But I was the one that sent us out of that stadium. Yeah, that was great. I don't remember. That was whenever, um, golly, what was his name? Taylor? Martinez. Martinez. Or Adrian it was Martinez. fourth down or third long? Was it- oh, no, it was like, yeah, I think it was like third and 16 or something. Like it was that. long, and he took off running and gets the first down. And I just kind of glanced down at Gary, and he's like, like pointed, let's go. I'm Got him left. Not a whole lot was said on the way back. Just it was uh but they punched there. They punched us in the mouse. Who was it? Callie and I think uh, it was Kelly Kelly? and Callie, yeah. Yeah, pretty sure. And then Gannon, you got to go see OSU last year. Oh, you and OSU and Callie and Kelly and Gannon, correct? We did. I forgot about that. We did, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we blew them out. Yes. Was it cold? I can't remember that because I think that may be why I didn't go because it was a little. It was sweet. supposed to be really cold, but it didn't feel terrible. Yeah, I don't know. Getting to that age, right? I've be never cold. been to an Oklahoma game that didn't feel terrible one way or the other. Oh, you're either, dude. I'm either I, got yeah. heat stroke or it's like Notre Dame game, and I got I don't know why. Freaking heaters in my shoes, trying to stay warm. Notre Dame. Gannon was called. Well, that guy called you a little puffball or something. Marshmallow. Marshmallow. You had jacket, another jacket, and jersey over. But I mean, hey. We were warm. I've never been to a comfortable Oklahoma game. I don't know what it is. There's been some that have been nice, uh, especially you know what when that sun goes down. It, 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 but September games, and we got two of them. We've got Arkansas State at eleven o'clock in the morning, and then SMU at five o'clock, and that's gonna five be, will be a good spot. It's gonna be hot though uh, at the beginning, but it, both of them will be uh, a little bit hot, and then works its way till I don't think we play again at home till sometime like middle of October. I don't remember who that's against Iowa state maybe, but it'll be, it'll be fun for sure. But it's just my goodness. I can't stand that heat at all at all at all. You guys remember we were where we were 11 years ago today. Probably right at this time too. We're at the uh, Cincinnati Reds game. Against the Mets in Cincinnati. Okay, well, that was, that I forgot was about fantastic. That. In Ohio, yeah. We had a little blue ash chili that morning. Then we got a little, uh, what did we try? What is it called? Skyline chili at the game? Little hot dog? That was that, was that the game that we had the Skyline? Yeah. I remember you saw the guy, like there's a guy in the Jumbotron and he like, one something or something or another. And then you saw the guy. And it's one of those moments where I thought like you just knew the guy from like from work or something. I was just like, man, dad knows everybody. That's hilarious. <laughs> so the biggest just, thing I remember from that trip is 
drive back about eight hours to go one of us has to use the bathroom we all realize we all got to use the bathroom we didn't stop all i didn't four stop I no didn't no do. all four of us had to go and we did not stop till we got home there's no shot and you're like you're struggling but we all knew we were struggling together so it made it a little bit better and you well, don't want to be the guy that like leaked so you just it's like it was it was brutal that was one I of the toughest times i've ever had we were somewhere in missouri and there was like a wreck it was like an oil leak place. yeah and we were stuck in traffic forever and we were we need to run out the out the out the uh side over there i remember i'll never forget it because we were listening to sports animal and traber was getting into it with somebody i mean lighting this person up and putting them on hold and talking and saying okay and they come back and they start yelling at him again puts them on hold and I remember, I remember all that. It was pretty cool. I know we were, we came that back, back that direction because we wanted to go to the Fox den, but then we drove up to it and it was closed. It said, sorry, sorry, it's, but we're closed. Oh yeah. Remember that we were going to go, I think it was a little restaurant we were looking at, but, but, about that. but yeah, to all of our listeners back in 2000 was, it was 11, right? Or 12, 12, 2012. Uh, I always wanted to go to the NFL Hall of Fame. Took the took the uh, three boys, and we just one Saturday. I, I was uh, I was on vacation, just started it, and said, "Hey, let's go." We drove that night to Indianapolis, stayed the night, got up the next morning early, left, drove p- past the the Colts Stadium. What's what's that stadium called again? Lucas Lucas, Lucas Oil. Oil. Yeah, we drove past that, headed to Canton, and then all of a sudden I looked over at Kellen and I said, "Hey, check and see if the." cleveland indians are playing so he checked he goes yeah they're playing at you know whatever time i said and we had back then it was the gps on the big is that what it was called like a big old thing that oh, we yeah. plugged in to the cigarette lighter and then the on the uh on the window suction cup and then seven inch tv up there and, yeah and then it was a difference of only like five minutes or so you know different direction so we went paid our tickets i think we got in there by the second inning because while we were buying the tickets i could hear him singing the national anthem but then we went remember we left there went back to canton went to freddy's and then went to the hotel well we didn't i think we went to the hotel and then we went back to canton and i asked him hey how long does it take to go through this museum they said oh probably about four hours so okay we didn't have that much time so we we did go to the the uh what do you call that the the room. field well we did go to the field but they had the little place where they you buy all the merchandise like whatever you call gift it shop. yeah gift shop and then went spent the night got up the next morning ate donuts kellen was it one of you guys had a donut that had cream in it you didn't like and then i i, I went cream in a long time i went i went through a uh, red light remember that i just kept driving just didn't care just kept driving and then we were the first people in line we were there an hour early thinking it was going to be packed it was like on a monday morning i think doesn't matter and got in and it took us maybe two hours two and a half hours just to go through the museum went we did go in the the hall of fame field the best what was the best part of hall of fame stadium to me it was all the bust all the heads that was pretty cool that's all i was thinking yeah probably that or we saw about a few lombardi trophies yeah you guys got a picture with the with the lombardi trophy yeah was it just the one that the Patriots won. It's it was the one I think that was going to be handed out that year, if I'm not mistaken. It had already been, we... and we were hoping it was going to be Dallas, but it was not. I don't even know what the record was. Then I know we drove to Pittsburgh that night, watched Pirates and Dodgers. Drove 
about in between Cincinnati and Pittsburgh, spent the night, got up to the Cincinnati trip. It's pretty cool. You know, what's crazy is we probably could have gone by St. Louis. I think they were actually playing. We could have gone by St. Louis and watched the game on the way home, but we wanted to get back, see cute little Ma and cute little C. So that was fun. That was fun. The Fox Den would like to thank all of our listeners for spending your time listening to our podcast. I know you've got a million things to do, but you're taking time out to, to listen to us. Remember, we're on all kinds of different platforms. We've got our new YouTube channel. If you subscribe to that channel, that helps us, and it'd be fantastic. Just keep watching. You can watch us, on, watch us through video. But always remember that iron sharpens iron. Please stay safe. Be savage and not average. And remember to join the Skulk. Until next time. Good. Good. Bye, everybody. Buddy. Buddy. You've been listening to the Fox Dan Sports Podcast with Todd, Kellen, Garrett, and Gannon. Find us on Facebook at Fox Dan Sports. That's Fox with two X's. Drop us an email at foxdansports at yahoo.com. And be sure to share this podcast with other sports fans in your life. This has been Fox Den Sports.